0: Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including DuckTales, woo, which we're we getting into right now.
1: <laughs> oh my uh, god! That was a
0: very disheartened woo, but it's been woo. a while, so we <laughs> need to get excited over this. This show's still on? Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> Absolutely I, I, still on. I'm your host, Alice Bonilla, and uh, today I'm joined, uh, as usual, by Michelle Ander. Hello. And Steve Zek. Hello. If you uh, want to cover, if you want to go look at previous discussions we've had on DuckTales episodes from last year, you can go find (laughs) that on overlyanimated.com. You can also subscribe to us uh, at iTunes on overlyanimated.com slash iTunes or where on your preferred podcatcher. And wherever you listen to us, we always appreciate any ratings and reviews. But yeah, today we'll be uh, finally getting into DuckTales again. We were covering the episodes of DuckTales as they aired in 2017, and after a long winter hiatus, we're finally back. Uh, We have The Spear of Selene, which aired on May 4th, and Beware the Buddy System, which aired on May 11th. So we're going to be talking about those two episodes today. And uh, yeah, I'd say these were fairly big episodes to come back with, a a strong return. Mm -hmm. Um Michelle, of these two, which one did you prefer or what what stood out to you in terms of general impressions of just having DuckTales back?
1: Uh, well, just in terms of having DuckTales back, I'm really glad it's back. I I forgot how like intensely awesome the animation for this show is. Um and it's it's nice to be back. I I kind of feel bad because I think I was a little more high on the spear of Celine than I was on beware the buddy system, just because the buddy system episode had, it was like so action packed. It almost felt like too much was going on at some points. And I feel like for me, that was a little bit of a drawback, but both these episodes were like pretty fun. I I liked both of them a lot, like just compared to some of the other ones we've had. So, I mean, Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so very positive reaction <laughs> from Michelle. Um, Steve, what, what did you think about these two episodes? Did you have
2: one that stood out more than the other? I, th- I have a hot take though on on the buddy system. I mm-hmm. think that's an episode that could probably more enjoyable for people that've seen the old show or really the Disney Afternoon in general. So for for if, for newer fans, they can still enjoy it, but probably not as much because you don't get a lot of these old school references. Like uh, a dark
1: green
0: uh, uh, duck. Uh, oh, Steve here showing his 80s bona fides again. <laughs>
1: ooh, <laughs> la, la. Yeah, the dark green duck. I feel like I've seen him, but I, you know, very like vaguely yeah. understand what he was well, in the olden times of Disney. <laughs> well, well, to be fair here, I think I enjoy, I think I enjoyed, they're both
2: very close to the same, but I think uh, the uh, the first one, uh, Spirit Selene, I probably enjoy a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, it has Donald Duck, one of my like my favorite Disney character of all time. Say what do you want about Mickey and Goofy, Donald he he was the funniest of them all. Yes, and, you know I just love this. <laughs> oh no, did, just, Steve, did what, you what just did, did, die what did, on the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: trying to do that was a duck impression. impression. I'm to... Steve, what what did you think of um his his bro's- um is huge man crush on Donald. Oh, I love <laughs> the, the entire episode. He finally, Donald <laughs> finally,
2: after all these years, all these decades, he finally gets some respect.
1: Oh, I mean, a lot of respect. And some yes.
2: somehow. You ought to see it. If you all see some of the old cartoons, man, he, he he didn't get no respect from like other characters. Especially the nephews. They never really they they were sometimes they could be so mean to him. And of course, Chip and Dale, those little jerks. Uh, they were uh, okay. We don't need to get into all the Disney <laughs> wow. characters you have forms with. Okay, okay. But, I, was... uh, but
0: I, I agree with you that Donald, like in this show, has been portrayed as very respect, like respect worthy. Like he seems yeah. to have a very yeah. adventurous past. So, like that—that's not... if you like
2: Donald, that's definitely a good thing yeah. that they've added and def- to
0: him there. And
2: definitely, her, and definitely this guy uh, has definitely has a little man, uh, oh, a totally. <laughs> duck crush on him. Man, no, duck crush on him. Like a pro? A I not yeah. a man crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's very cool. Um, a little brother, but not really a little brother. He looks up to him like a big brother. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll definitely talk a little bit more about Elise, and Donald go- going on. And, and, and Spear, Saling, The episode had all the like main characters except for Beakley. Pretty much, you had <laughs> all the nephews. You had Webby, Large, Pack, Scrooge. Uh, well, the uh buddy system. Was very small cast. It had, well, only... not small cast, but it didn't have the main character. Yeah, it had like, we... extra people. It
1: had no yeah. Webby,
2: no Huey,
0: no Louie. Right. But yeah, just to get my general impressions in here. Uh, I I think that this is a really strong return for DuckTales. Like when we were ending, we ended with episodes like uh, the Impossible Summit of Mount Everest. Yeah, the Everest one. (laughs) The Internship of Mark Beaks. Like they were okay episodes, but like it it didn't really add to character. Like at this point, you were already just leaning on the established stereotypes Whereas like uh, these two, the Spear of Selene, there's a lot of Donald characterization there. You get some conflict between Webby and and Dewey for once, which is mm-hmm. nice to have. And but where the buddy system, like Launchpad McQuack, finally gets an episode of actual Aww. like character that isn't just based on being dumb. Like I know so that's great. <laughs> And, the, and also, like the introduction of uh, of uh, Fenton and Gizmo Duck, uh, you return guys like Gyro, Mark Beaks, like they all have little parts in their body. The well. they, they all
2: land. The Scrooge so, statue, the horse with the Scrooge head. Statue. Yeah, he, he's returned too, right? <laughs> I why <laughs> we like I mean. see
1: him before? Yeah, he well, was
2: terrifying. Well, one well, thing I've been reading the comics, and he does appear in the comics in terms no, of. It, Sc- and, and here in the show, in the yeah. first episode, when I know. they go into, like, his garage. I know. Whatever. I'm talking about he returns <laughs> in the comics. Okay. He's a,
0: he returns uh.
2: post-comics and turns to Scrooge, tries to reform him. And the early comics also does, like, some flashbacks to Della Duck. So you kind of know the answer that she's not a bad person or duck. Okay, you seem eager to want to talk
0: about this. So we'll, <laughs> go, we'll go there first. Because I, I do think that that's the headline coming out of this. Because uh, from the very beginning of the show, we we at the end of the pilot, you introduce the whole, "where where's my mom? So now we, we finally get back to this after like seven episodes. I think we, we also did this in the dime chase where they at the end of that episode, they found the letter. So now we're investigating it for the first time. So after all this... Well, what, what, Steve, what do you think it, about what I, I, the mom situation
2: is? Yeah, I said it in a discord. This is very much like Rose Quartz's story on Steven in terms of the mystery, the doubt—is she a good p- person or not? This—it just reminds me so much of what's going on in Steven has gone on in Steven Universe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But,
0: but that that's true, and it, to the point where Celine herself, like, she kind of just outright says, like, your mom did love a good mystery. <laughs> so just like, yeah. well, we don't know. Um, um, uh, Michelle, Apple. do, do Apple. you have any della takes coming out of this episode?
1: Well, I mean, Celine speaks well of her and seem to know her personally like they were actual friends um before so if she thinks she was like pretty okay like it isn't to say she's like a hundred percent in the clear della but i feel like it if you're gonna have somebody vouch for you outside your family Celine's a good person to get an opinion from um Mm -hmm. so like i mean i'm not that worried but like she she did seem to like steal something Maybe not an actual sphere, but, like, something. And, you know, there's kind of bad blood there. And Donald was saying, like, she was the one that always got hurt in the past, right? When they go on adventures together. So, there's definitely more to the story. But um, I'm not... I don't think she's, like, a 100% bad person, that's for sure.
2: I kind of wonder, is Storkilis and Selene, like, related? Are they, like... Could I, I, that be interesting well, if they were? We... So, they could be sort of counterpoint to Donald and Della? Well, we we already know that Storkleus is Zeus's son. So, yeah, like uh, that. Th- there is family relationship, but who knows? Um, uh, yeah, I, I can think of a st- I like to think like uh, perhaps in the flashback of seeing the four of them hang out together, just <laughs> group thing, like the uh, fearsome, him.
0: <laughs> yeah uh, another thing that that comes out of this like it's Celine that sh- they're following this note that's like I took the spear of Celine but once they actually meet Celine wait there's no spear I don't have a spear yeah. <laughs> so like uh, another question we have to come here what actually is
2: the spear of Celine anyway I-, I thought I assumed the spear of Celine was a ship since at the end of the uh, pilot it, this is, it was a painting of a ship that's what I always thought so for me, it was sort of a shock that this was sort of a mystery. I thought she took the ship; she took the like the family ship to go on an adventure or something.
0: Yeah, to to be fair, huh. uh, until this episode, we didn't know Celine was a person.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true.
0: So it could have been anything, really. Um, I've I've also seen the theory that it could be like a plane situation, since also there's pilots seem to be a common thing in the Duck universe, so. She could have taken Mm -hmm. that as well. Um, Michelle, do you have any theories on what exactly we're
1: even looking for here? Well, Webby was saying, like, maybe it's not a literal spear. Maybe it's something else. So, I mean, I don't know where to go with that. But I think it's definitely leading to something maybe more figurative um, Mm -hmm. than an object. So, that would be interesting. I mean, I feel like they should ask Scrooge and Donald if they know anything. Because it could be that they know exactly what she did. Mm -hmm. And, like, so, like, why not go to the source, of the informationer, as close as they can get? I don't know.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I remember in the Dime Chase episode, like that's where uh, where Dewey says something like, uh, "Well, we have to keep this a secret. Nobody should know we were looking for this." But why?
1: Why? <laughs> yeah, he framed the picture. Scrooge framed that that in like her little archive, so he he preserved it for a reason. So, yeah. I... I mean, somebody would have found it eventually.
0: Also, I, how are they hiding that sphere when they leave the island?
2: I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't so, know. Somebody's going to
2: say they stole it. Is they going to notice they stole it? <laughs> I, do, I do feel, though, they're setting up for a major conflict within the triplets that when Huey and Louie finds out they've keeping this a secret, they're going to be very mad at Dewey. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's definitely a possible. possibility. Yeah. And, you know, personally, here's a little prediction. I'm thinking. I think the first, like someone other outsiders are going to going to get roped into this before Huey and Louie gets gets wind of the situation and that's going to hurt them even more. Um I don't know who perhaps maybe the that, that crazy librarian lady or <laughs> or maybe Lena that's those are like my oh, main, like possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And then like are like she's not even a blood relative like and neither is Webby you you let them in on the secret and not us. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I've also seen like some far out theories are like connecting Magica
1: and Della
0: together. Like I, I don't know if that's even possible. <laughs> they would be the same person, but don't we know. don't know what like, she
1: did if she did take if Della took something to represent the spear. Like maybe she used it for a purpose, like to yeah. to fight someone. I don't know, um, but maybe maybe they are connected. Those two points.
0: Um. Now, an- another big part of this uh, is the whole webby-dewey side plot. And like it, it culminates in this uh, sequence where they are actually in, in front of the Garden of Selene... And uh, they read the prophecy. Webby's like, oh, it has to be betrayal, right? And at the, at this point is where Dewey's finally like, no, I, I don't want to know the truth. And like, Webby goes along and is like, fine, I, I'll respect that and we won't go. And then Dewey changes his mind again and they go in. Yeah, he like, <laughs> split
1: like, second changes his mind. No, let's do it. I've got to find out why. It's like, but okay, but that whole fight about not wanting to know. Oh, yeah, like, it was, it was quick very change quick change of mind. Here. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I'm like a at,
0: at, at, at you have we we keep the perspective that they're kids, right? So yeah. the the their minds change very quickly. But at the same time, I, I do want to say like, I do I do think the sequence worked in like raising the tension for sure. Just oh, because sure. I don't think they've really fought before. Well, they probably have, but like it, it, that situation it just stood out that they would even come to that kind of blow. So like even pushing each other aside and things like that. So I I definitely want to praise the show for for getting emotional stuff out of their main characters which is something that's usually been reserved for the side characters like donald and uh, scrooge i don't want to say he's a side character but like, <laughs> he just, yeah but, he does his own
1: thing though for sure yeah
0: but like do- doing it with the kids it's something that is necessary going forward if you want us to care about them and the, 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 that that was a good an effective sequence i thought
1: I agree with that. And I also like I like that. Oh, man, I don't I still don't remember the names, but I like that blue shirt. um, You know, he, he takes he takes Webby's hand and he pulls her through like he's letting her discover this very personal thing with him, even though she isn't quite family. Um, and at the end, when he's hugging Celine, he, like, pulls her into the hug, too. I just, like, I like that they're really including Webby in, like, all of this and making her a pretty prominent character, because that's a decision people made, and I think it's a really good one, because they could have just been like, ah, she's not related, plus she's the girl, but I'm like, really, that's not happening? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah well let me tell you about the old show no I don't uh, know, you you, know, don't, you like, don't need you to know. tell about the old show in every I'm really single point No, show. but i think that's what they did what, what me, michelle did is, so that's what they did and they're doing the opposite here and how much better it is yeah yeah that, that's true and one hey. thing i hope they don't do I hope like fan doesn't do is ship Dewey and Webby because they're joining these missions together? That's just... Yeah. I don't know. Wait, I, wait, I, wait,
1: we, all wait. three of them. I don't think she has any particular closer relationship with any... of them. Yeah. Oh, oh,
0: also, to be fair, the show has really only delved into his, her relationship with Dewey. We haven't really seen her alone with the other guys as much, but... I um, mean, she's, she's had her we, episodes with
1: them. Yeah, she's had her episodes with them. I mean, it's just maybe it's that Webby has this, like, secret that she and Blue Shirt share...
2: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, oh, sir, the, really and like this is the those thing. episodes with Huey and Louie were just sort of one like standalone stuff. This is like part of an ongoing arc, right? Right. <laughs> so I, I guess that's why it stands out more. But uh, yeah,
0: they, they definitely worked to, together well, so I, I'm fine seeing more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in this, we, we already discussed her, but we have Celine here showing up at the end. Um, she's voiced by Nia Vardalos, uh, mm-hmm. most famous for B- Big Fat Greek Wedding. Um, our overly animated listeners may know her as Mrs. Diaz from Star vs. the Force <gasps> of the but, um, But yeah, how do you guys like the, go- the Goddess of the Moon?
1: <laughs> you seem super chill. Yeah. I like her. She was more chill than I thought she'd be as a goddess. Like, god. at first,
0: I thought she was actually Della. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It, it shouldn't have we're not, been, but i are not going to fire
2: this soon. <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: well, um, well, yeah, I thought she was cool. Um, she seemed very chill, like Michelle said. Um, she does look like a goddess. Um, I do sort of wonder, though. Um, who do you think well they gonna get anyone major to voice Della in this show? Is she ever gonna yeah. talk? Or is she? Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
1: I mean, I'm sure we'll hear her speak. It might be like a flashback or something. Yeah. But yeah that's right. i
0: mean if we hear her talk the first one will be a flashback but yeah, yeah re- remains to be seen on that front how how long we're going to stretch this out because admittedly it had been like seven episodes but these are 22 minute episodes since we've even talked about Della. so yeah uh, we're probably going to stretch this for a while but it, it was nice to definitely check in on this for sure um the the other side of this episode was uh, Do- uh donald scrooge and the other nephews Getting into fight with Zeus and Storkules, um, I I really like Storkules.
1: <laughs> Me too. I cannot believe that like they boarded and animated his like meeting Storcules with Donald getting his face like stuck between his pegs. That was like again a decision somebody made, but it's so great. I'm so happy. <laughs> and then like later
0: he's he sculpts Donald into like an Adonis, like with like a perfect uh-huh. Roman statue. Yes. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, and not and just like in general. Like he's just very lovable, very sweethearted. Yeah, he's very and, supportive
1: like, every time any of them win. Like he's a pretty down, chill dude. I yeah,
2: I really I I kind of want to see flashbacks of them as children of little um, sc- sc- what's his name? <laughs> Scorchulee. I want Scor- Yeah, Scorchulee. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I want to see little Scorchulee like looking up to Big Brother Donald. I think that'd be kind of cute to see. Well, see, the, the the other interesting part about,
0: about this subplot is giving us a little bit more insight into Donald's past because yeah. you know, Starkillies yeah. talks about, like, oh, you were a great adventurer, and, like, you were my friend and all. and But also, like, talking, like, hey, where where's Della? <laughs> Don, mm-hmm. Like, Donald just has that very sad scene, just, like, him looking down and, like, being silent. And
2: I, I it, thought that was it, it was...
0: it was an emotional moment. I
2: thought that was very well done how he never had to say anything and how mature the show was. Isn't doing that like a lot of kids shows? They gotta spill everything out. They gotta spill everything out. Here they do a very good job of conveying the message without actually saying it out loud.
0: Yeah, um, um, Michelle, how do you feel about like Donald's character in this episode versus how he's been portrayed previously?
1: I mean, I feel like it's very in character, but we also get a sense of you know the Donald before he was the uncle. I guess, when he was younger and went off in adventures. But clearly, I mean, it's hard to say if he was, like, really confident in his adventures. And it's been so long since we've done this show that maybe we've gotten flashbacks or pictures or something where he was having a great time. But clearly, like, those have taken a toll on him. And now he's a much more cautious person in general, Um, which is really interesting. Like, what could have made him that way? And how does that fit into, like, what happened with Della? Well, we have the, this uh, this
0: big line at some point where it's like, people always get hurt yeah. <laughs> in the adventures. And like at the end, him uh, him like deciding to step into the fight is like, no one's getting hurt today. Mm-hmm. So it does definitely seem like there was some incident. That, that we, we've always been hinting at this since the the, the opening episode. But there does to be some incident that stopped Donald and Scrooge from working together. And that, that could be related yeah. to Donald's <laughs> hesitance here as well.
1: And, yeah. and it makes sense that it would have to do with Del, because, like, Donald takes it so personally, but, like, Scrooge still goes off on adventures all the time, whereas Donald, like, really isn't... He wasn't really into that until the, the nephews really, like, forced his hand a lot of these times. So that's, like, interesting, too. Like, why is Scrooge kind of okay with it? Is it just his personality, or is it because it's more personal to Donald, um, and he can't get back into the spirit of adventure I, because of what happened? I think it's
2: just how Scrooge and Donald deal with grief in different ways,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I think Donald just just wanted to just forget about adventures and stuff. I think Scrooge went on these adventures to forget all the pain and just—that's the way he dealt with stuff. And Donald dealt with stuff another way. I guess he kind of—he had to raise his like her kids, right? So I guess he mm-hmm. couldn't go on adventures anymore.
0: Yeah, that, that's also a thing that I, I don't <laughs> think the show has really explored, like Donald's parenting. Like, yeah, like, that's um,
1: true. Mm, yeah, well, like,
0: we we focused a lot on like them finally meeting uh, Scrooge and like them having adventures with Scrooge, but we haven't really looked into the before Scrooge era, <laughs> It's just them yeah. and Donald. Yeah, but, we get but,
1: that that brief time when they're on the boathouse together, and he keeps trying to stop them from, like, exploding the boathouse, basically, by being scrappy young kids. But, yeah, he's, like, their dad and their mom. He... Yeah. Maybe being a parent has really changed his, like, outlook yeah. on adventures a lot, too. I
2: kind of want to see... I want to see Donald go to, like, parent-teacher night. <laughs> you know, we haven't <laughs> seen him going to school yet. Yeah, that's I the have, thing. I don't yeah, think these kids true. go to school, man. I haven't... I, well, I do got an idea of who the teacher... Could be. I I know you have heard of this character, A little character called Daisy. Hmm? Okay. Um, okay. But I think I'll all keep, keep up keep, Who I'm talking about, Daisy. <laughs> keep, Are keep Donald and Daisy
1: together in this universe? And also, why does no one ever talk about the nephew's dad still?
2: Because uh, he was a
0: deadbeat, probably. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because uh, mom in this universe is Della, so like, what does that make Daisy? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't so-
1: know. <laughs>
2: but daisy is
0: not in this show right now so i yeah, don't need to talk this much about her well I, I,
2: well, uh, but, well um, her her voice actress was um, uh, on okay, i she was, an episode? We're not,
0: we're, she's not in this here so <laughs> oh, I'm just yeah. i know uh, uh, a uh, uh, character that is in this episode <laughs> is is zeus who and his voice actor who is in this show is michael chiklis <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Z- uh, Zeus is a bit of a butt, but I, I enjoyed his lines, especially his petty... I-, I feel like everybody has a petty rivalry with Scrooge, like everybody who's ever yes! mentioned. But um, Z- Zeus, the god of thunder and of hospitality, apparently, um, has no had at this at grudge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- tell me, is it hospitality if you give if you, all you present is a bag of leftover chips? Is it still hospitality?
1: He gave grapes too. One of the nephews was namin on some grapes.
0: Mm, true, true. Oh, okay, so
2: yeah. he he did enough to, to he, did en- he
1: diversified role. his his food palate yeah. enough.
2: He did yeah. the Louis. He did the bare minimum.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that, that's about right.
2: It, it's about right <laughs> for a big god, really. Um, but
0: yeah, so from there, um, other just minor things that come out of this episode. Um, they're crash landing on Ithaquac Island off the coast of Greece. <laughs> wow. So, uh, can, great, great duck puns as usual, guys. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, when they have this uh, this competition about uh, getting the the bag of winds, and uh, Huey does uh, an interesting move, just parachuting across to the other side. Um, Storkulus calls him Hubert, Tabor of Winds, and Llewellyn, Fighter Llewellyn! of Swords. Don't use <laughs> oh. my real name. <laughs> that was
1: fascinating. baby
0: yeah, L- Llewellyn is a, is an interesting name. Uh, does anybody want to try taking taking a stab at uh, spelling Llewellyn? <laughs> No, <laughs>
2: I do want to guess to what is Dewey's like real name. Oh, that's
0: another. Thing, yeah. yeah,
2: I don't know um, how. You, how do you make it to a Dewey into a real like fancy name?
0: Yeah, Hubert is somehow the most normal. Person. Yeah, that yeah, is pretty <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, also, that there's this one
0: sequence that I found pretty funny when they're going through the temple and they find this uh, big monster. It's like, "Where's the spear? Oh, the spear of Poseidon." And it's like, it doesn't <laughs> "No, no, no." So, he just lets so them the, the, go. Well, he gives them directions. Yeah, he gives directions back. too. <laughs> and, and and then Dewey comes back. It's like, by the way, I'm sorry for calling you ugly. I'm yeah. sure you're fine looking for monsters. It ain't shit. And the
1: monsters not really?
0: It's like not really. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I like that.
1: yeah Yeah, i found
0: that to be a pretty funny scene (laughs) um anything else there's the old horror trope at the end of the girl just doing haunting singing Mm -hmm. and uh louie convinces her to stop singing by convincing that they can make money off
2: of it her real voice i I love how when she talks like it just sounds like a very mannish voice i thought that was raspy Yeah. Raspy, yeah. yeah
0: i liked it oh Here's a quick question: That that the final challenge that Scrooge and Zeus do to get off the island. What game is that? It's not croquet, and no, it's like, like a, a giant. Vers-
1: I, I honestly don't know what it is, though.
0: Yeah, it's like a giant version of marbles, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I couldn't figure out what sport that was. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Maybe it's like a uh, fancy European sport.
0: Yeah, or a fancy
2: Greek sport, maybe. That oh I'm yeah, maybe just. I love how like Donald just. He just doesn't want to have any of it. He's not even trying, and he's trying to he somehow the keep,
1: whole time. he keeps yeah. winning. Like,
2: he like he, but he keeps sort of winning in terms of he. If he doesn't want to win, he'll win. He's like he is the reverse Gander. Like
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> and, and also just is just dumb as a brick. But way, but, but, oh, but that's why we love him. By the <laughs> way, have they met Lucky Gander yet? Yeah, I, uh-huh. Have they have have they ever met him? I kind of wonder. Well, we, uh, we, didn't we have the Lucky Gander episode? No, I'm not talking we... about
0: Zeus and all those. Like, oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. So... The, your, your classic. Does everybody know everybody? Question. Really?
2: <laughs> He's sort of part of the family, so just
0: <laughs> guessing. Maybe, maybe. Um, so, so now from here we can move to the other episode, which I think was the more hyped one by the by the general public what? because well, that's
1: because the... of yeah. Yeah, but Mr. because we Stop have him. the
0: introduction of Gizmo Duck uh, and his his normal version of uh, Fenton uh, Crackshell Cabrera, voiced by Lin Manuel Miranda, who yeah, most people that was the know. If, yeah, they'll know him as the EGOT winner. Or whatever, <laughs> but um. Yeah, you're you're impre- well first let's go to Michelle who uh, like me we don't really have any connection to Gizmo duck or like nostalgic <laughs> characters here well, what do you just think of him in this episode
1: um well, I guess he's a thing now that'll come back into play because everyone wants him apparently so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's fine. I mean he has the kind of action y vibe that feels very um right for the show in terms of it being like a saturday morning kind of cartoon vibe so i'm here for that he seems fine i didn't know there was like so much going on with him being a prominent character in the old show Mm -hmm. um but he he, it definitely feels like an introduction to a character who we're gonna see more of um so i felt that weight at least going in Mm -hmm. totally blind
0: Okay, now Steve, please educate <laughs> us as to the, his, the, the history story. of Gizmo Duck, the history of Fenton,
1: <laughs> well, and, I uh, um, and like how, the... how
2: prominent he was. Well, he was a prominent character in be. the second season, and okay. it's it's pretty. i it, I'll, I'll, I'll do the cliff note version. He was Scrooge's accountant. He's also Gizmo Duck. Scrooge was the only one who knew his identity. Um, he lived with his mother. Yeah, like sounds a little, about right. He had like a <laughs> he had a he had a girlfriend like had a girlfriend, and he was kind of a wacky type of accountant. He, I kind of he's found him wacky. kind of a... yeah. I I found the old well Fenton, he's wacky here too. Yeah, but, but yeah, but I yeah. found the old Fenton though, can be kind of annoying. I like this Fenton much better. I yeah, I like, a, like a, a, but as for Gizmo Duck themselves, they're about even. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, yeah, I'd say that like uh, his uh, his appearance as Fenton is very interesting. Like he's bit, like always being beaten down upon by his, his superior Gyro. Oh, and oh. like he he has his office in the bathroom. <laughs> Alex, are you still are you still on the evil Gyro theory? N- not not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think at this point we're kind of clear. He's just a jerk.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, no, you're right. Like back then I was like, well, is he going to become a villain? But like, I, I think that's less of a possibility now. I'm not going to rule it out. I don't out, blame you because
2: uh, in the last episode he was talking like a real, like real cr- cr- creepy. He was.
0: Talk- yeah, I, I I went back because it turns <laughs> out that the the great dime chase is, is actually a very important <laughs> episode to these two. Oh, really? But like a. Yeah, because in that episode the mo- the robot they're chasing was powered by a bulb, and like that also ends up being the technology that ends up causing the problems here as well. <laughs> and at-, at the end, when Gyro has solved this, he's like, oh well the, the solution to this is to c- be able to control the robot. Gyro is robot. <laughs> <laughs> and-, and then he, re- he writes down Project Blatherskite, which ends up being the name of the project that Gizmoduck becomes. So it- that-, that seems to have been the setup. Yeah. Now what's interesting is that there it's like the idea was that gyro would be the robot so i assumed gyro was designing Gizmo Duck for himself yeah. so what i'm thinking is is there a possibility where we get some kind of conflict thing where gyro wants to claim Gizmo Duck for himself sort of thing
2: i i don't know i think he just wants a recognition and i think he wants the money as long as he gets paid i think he's happy
0: I don't know. He seems to be very obsessed with uh, "I'm an innovator." <laughs> I, I don't think so. But I don't think he wants so, to put himself in danger. Yeah, like at the end, we also get the whole like uh, "I need this to be idiot proof, and you're the idiots." So. Yeah. <laughs> so so he might be finally just risking somebody else's body for this.
2: He'll he'll let Fenton do all the work, and then try to claim as much credit as he can that he's the brains behind the brawn when the time is right. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and, and, and i think uh, michelle you alluded to this like the it's a lot more actiony than other episodes we've had um ah, see-
1: i mean we've seen yeah. action in plenty of episodes but very just like oh this is this is like going to be a very contained actiony thing that will last a certain amount of time in the episode and oh now there's a new thing happening oh it's kind of tied to the first thing um that that general kind of vibe which like maybe that sounds like I'm saying it with disdain but like it's very it's very like nostalgic for me so like I think it's I think it's nice it has a place I I'm, I'm glad there's like deeper plot in other episodes to follow at the same time yeah so I feel mm-hmm. like it, I feel like it's a good mix of both
0: no and, and the thing is like they did do setup on this episode on this episode so like, yeah that, with that the, like bulb thing let's...
1: coming back yeah. Uh-huh. So
0: like that alone lets you think like there is some effort being put into this. And especially if you're dealing with nostalgic characters like this, where like there is a lot of weight to like trying to reintroduce them and it, improve them a little bit while not changing their essence. So, Steve, how do you feel about the changes that were made? Like are they very uh, are they very different
2: from their original incarnations? Well, Gyro or, is very different. Do... Mm-hmm. The original Gyro, he wasn't this had this much of an ego. He was actually very nice, and uh, he was also kind of. Uh, I don't. I don't think Richard John was as smart as this gyro. I mean, the old gyro probably wouldn't figure out that Fenton was Gizmo Duck. He pretty much figured it out very quickly in this episode. So they're give and take. He's smarter, but he's a little more of a jerk. Do you prefer <laughs> this version or the old version? Yeah. Uh, I think I prefer this version to be honest because the guy. On the old show, I don't know, he just he kept making these mistakes, all his inventions turned evil, and they never really mentioned it like a recurring theme. Here, they they, like, they're mentioning it. It's like, it's a thing. All your inventions turn evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, the, and I agree that like
0: gyro, like w- without the context of previous show, but like gyro in this in this episode is a pretty good character. Like he's a bit of a jerk, but like also he's able to like point out things that are wrong. Like he he has this rivalry with Mark Beeks, which yeah, I,
1: I, I like, like know, it a lot. Amusing. Yeah, yeah,
0: so like, uh, and and at the end, he like accepts him back, uh, accepts Fenton back into the into the oh. fold. So like, he has sort of a heart, I guess. He sort
1: <laughs> of a heart, sort of a heart.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, speaking of heart, we also have uh, Launchpad being the main character here. Um, what what uh, in the past we've talked about Launchpad like having good episodes, but he's also had episodes where he's pretty one note. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, Michelle, how do, how do you feel about Launchpad in this episode?
1: Oh, poor Launchpad. He just, like, he just wants Scrooge to be his dad and tell him good job when he tries hard. Oh. I, I can't <laughs> hate him for that. I think that's really sweet. And he actually did get the good job. But then it was really sad that the more it seemed clear that Scrooge didn't even know he got his license, the more he was, like, excited that there was a potential surprise party. Oh, oh yeah. That was so, very sad. <laughs> so so what you sound
2: say, Michelle, Launchpad is it's essentially he's Zeus from Gravity Falls. Um. Oh,
1: no. Wait, who's? Oh,
2: Zeus. Yeah. Zeus, Zeus. He, he pretty much says at the end, at the, very, at the last episode, one of the last episodes, a plan. Make Grunkustan adopt me.
1: I feel like Launchpad might be a little more dumb than Zeus, but I still really <laughs> like I'm him. T-
2: I'm talking about wanting wanting like Scrooge to kind of sort of be like his dad.
1: Oh, for father. sure. Yeah. But it, I think okay. that might be complicated a little by the fact that, you know, like, Scrooge is also his employer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not exactly. Well, I guess, um, I guess Grunkle Stan was kind of Seuss's employer, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah,
0: I, I think Launchpad had an excellent episode here because you, you yeah. get the emotionalness of like him wanting approval and like him being disappointed, fighting for his job. Yeah. And like, a, a, and, and but at the end he's like a useful a useful character still like he's doing all the driving and stuff you have the whole like drive with your guts thing come back into play, and and also like he's still being funny during all this like he's got mm-hmm. a lot of oh I love I love episode. how he like says
2: my friend let's call yeah. him not Launchpad and then he yeah. gets <laughs> the whole thing and then and at the end he's like you're you in this situation
1: yeah you're <laughs> you <laughs> in this situation <laughs> what would you tell me um <laughs>
0: Uh, I, I like the line at the at the end where he's like, "Take that, you bucket of bolts." Wait, is that offensive? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> not a, offensive. A right that
1: was yeah. really good too. Well, how about how, right. how
2: about having all those notes in on the windshield? Like, how does oh, Pacheco drive? Backpack. You can't see. That's a like, dangerous oh. thing to
1: do. And then he takes <laughs> them with him on the scooter. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it just
0: keeps crashing, keeps crashing. <laughs> he
1: keeps finding new smaller wheels. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: uh also there, there's a good uh, at the end like he comes with scrooge and scrooge is like oh I, i'll never find a driver as crazy as me so you get to stay yeah and he uh, and he's like uh, all i need is your approval and he tries to break the license hey, but he can't keep the license uh, oh here's a little tidbit
2: well, I just want to say the, the reason person.
0: that's funny is because like in so many shows like they rip up the license. It's like why is the license paper? Why are you able to rip this up? No. <laughs> like finally there's a show like
2: they're plastic. No. I you can't just want oh, a little note here. His like his birthday is on the on the day the the premiere of the original series was. Right, uh, September eighteenth, nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. So that's a nice little little gag right there. A
0: Easter egg. Time. <laughs> Now, uh, speaking of the original show, the, the opening of this episode is apparently just a sequence from Darkwing Duck, oh, okay. which was uh, also a very popular sh- ca- character oh. back then. Steve, if you would like to share so, with us. Okay, Darkwing Green Duck
2: was uh, sort of a spinoff of DuckTales. Mm-hmm. It premiered in 1991 and I think went on until 1993. Darkwing Duck himself, voiced by someone very familiar to us all, Lord Boxman himself, Jim Cummings.
1: <gasps> oh my god! Lord oh, Boxman not You didn't, was, oh, you didn't so
2: recognize his voice? No,
1: I didn't! I recognized him as the cat from CatDog, but not from this duck guy. Uh, okay.
2: well, uh, Jim Cummings has done a lot of things. Finally, though, our two podcasts like OKKO OK and DuckTales has a little crossover here. So
1: I might be a little biased, together. but I will, I will say I think Lord Boxman is Jim Cummings' magnum opus. Wow. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs>
2: And yeah, Dark Green, that Green is Duck blasphemy like, to our DuckTales fans. I think, I think Dark <laughs> Duck is probably his I think Dark and Duck is the most famous character anyway. Yeah. And yeah. um this version is a TV show. And I'm guessing um Dark Green Duck is like uh the Adam West Batman, like Live action? No, like,
0: no. Yeah, here, here's a question. Is is Darkwing Duck in this universe an animated or live action show? I'm pretty sure it's live action because
1: he does his stunts, right?
2: Yeah, it's live action. And yeah. I'm, I'm waiting okay. for the episode when we meet Dio, the, uh, the actor. Oh. He's kind of like an old man actor and Launchpad he gets to meet his hero.
0: Yeah, actually, you're right because I, I, I do have written here that Launchpad at some point says like Jim Starling
1: gonna, was the actor. I so just but, imagine.
2: Yeah. I just imagine. <laughs> it's going to be like that episode of Kim Possible when Ron met the... Uh, ferret the ferret super ferret guy voiced by adam west <laughs> that's gonna happen i'm hoping and maybe and maybe secretly dark green duck is real and he's maybe and- is
1: gonna meet him for his birthday yeah, that yeah would maybe totally
2: Launchpad's not- gonna be like the uh gonna be like the uh terry mcgillis to his bruce wayne The new Darkwing Duck. Yeah, uh,
0: I I know there was a a lot of hype about Darkwing Duck as well. Uh, I I did find this a very interesting way to open the episode. Like, at first I was like, okay, where is this going?
1: Yeah, I was like, wait, are we supposed to know who all these characters are? Did I skip an episode? Again, like I, well, said, this I, is... I thought,
0: it was just—it was like because like the villains kind of reminded me a little bit of the Beagle Boys, just like in being yeah! very like, yeah. like doing the classic robbing a bank kind of crimes. So it was like okay, so these are just actual villains. It looked so, like so, a okay. comic book world to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's true too. <laughs> so the, yeah so we'll see if we get more Darkwing duck whether it be in television form or in the real ducktales universe mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see here uh, other ra- random pieces from here um Oh, like, uh, as Steve mentioned, like, he's trying to, uh, Launchpad is waiting for a surprise party, so he keeps breaking everywhere, surprise, surprise, and Uh, and then he finds the closet, (laughs) surprise?
1: It's so Uh, sad. Oh, Um, They
0: they break into, but they find um, Scrooge with Gyro, and they're discussing a sound-powered train. Uh, I, I, I feel like technology is a bit ahead of us in this universe. yeah.
1: Well, it's not foolproof. Clearly, they still have some more testing to do.
2: I think a yeah. I think a soundproof train is kind of very dangerous. Like, you need sound so someone can see if a train's coming, and also probably some villains can use that ability to to commit crimes. So, I'm sure the Beagle Boys would do something with the soundproof train. So, Tyro, yeah, this might be a better idea. Some
0: at- there's some extra proofing need needed to be done here. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, we, we have the return of Mark Beeks here. We haven't really talked about him, but uh, he, he's kind of just the
2: like the Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. Elon Musk. I, I guess now Elon him. Musk is him. <laughs> yeah. At, at, at the end of the episode, it finally seems that he might actually become a villain more than just a nuisance because I never consider him a real villain
1: I the, mean, I think he stuff, functions so. as dangerously as a villain. That's why I like him because he doesn't try. He's just like by nature of who he is. He sucks so much that like bad stuff ends up happening around he just, him.
0: He's just an yeah, idiot. like he, in in real life, these kind of guys li- like Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Like some people think they're like doing stuff shady or like evil and stuff. So like it's kind of a very
2: close analog.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder what to what uh, extent he would get, he would do to get Gizmo Duck um to be his.
1: My- Maybe he'll mm. make like a sketchy situation happen so that when Gizmo comes to deal with it, he'll snatch him up. Be mm. like, "Hey, you're mine now." Wink, wink. Yeah, because that—that's literally
0: what he did in the first episode we saw. Right, like he faked a whole. Yeah! like, They stole my
2: thing, exactly. just to get to. gum. he just so. wants attention. He's like a yeah. little boy who wants, wants to attention.
1: Have all the He's like a magpie yeah. for technology. Yeah.
0: But yeah, we're in, we're introduced to this intern uh, Fenton, who apparently is uh, very looked down upon. He's kind of bumbling. Um, he has the, he says that he's been moved to the bathroom, and he's like, "I'm just realizing the remark my boss made was not entirely complimentary." <laughs> 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 my my Boy ideas styles. belonging here.
2: Yeah, uh, and I um, I don't know. Fenton has two last names. I find interesting. Yeah, little Fenton little Crackshell Cabrera. I, from what I saw, Fenton Crackshell is his
0: original name, yeah. but like because Lin-Manuel Miranda is being involved in this character, so they added a Hispanic last name to yeah. it. It's, it's an interesting How, move. I don't know if it really means much if it doesn't affect the character yeah. at all. So but, you don't
2: think he's like a mixed race <laughs>
0: I mean, the thing is that is with ducks, I don't see... Yeah, I'm yeah. not seeing races here. so Or like, species?
2: Hard
0: to... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's a different species, he could be like a dog. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like, that, that, that's, a, that's a move. Like It is like changing the name of a, of a character that exists is kind of a big move, oh, sp- I'm sure, for some people. But uh,
2: y- yeah. I'm, speaking of I mean, it,
0: it depends a lot on what how much say Miranda has well, on the character.
2: Speaking of dogs, did anyone notice... Roxanne is is back is again in it. I, I noticed that. <laughs> she was like a random reporter, right? In the crowd, or I remember in the first or, episode, like she was looking for a job just like Donald, so I guess he found a job as a reporter. I'm going in my canyon, this is the same person, so
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want it to be real too. But then where's Goofy in all of this? Where 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 has he been?
1: I don't wanna know. I know. <laughs>
0: What, you don't want all the Disney characters to show no, up? No, well, I think have I
2: just want I just want Daisy to show up. She's was a very important part of the old comic book series.
1: Maybe she's gonna come in season two then. Yeah, yeah that's why like, I heard rumors.
2: New one, I, one, the producers like were asked about like sort of, like Daisy, and turn, they hinted that maybe in season two. And like I said, I have my idea of how I would introduce her, and that she's the the the, the one of the nephews his teacher, and the, and Donald meets her at a parent-teacher conference, and at first they're very argumentary towards each other, and then eventually develop a relationship, but that's my Nothing own
1: Nothing breeds romance like arguments. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but in the past,
2: it's, oh, Donald and he's always been love at first sight. I wanted to see him do something different. <laughs> uh,
0: this has been Steve's Fan Fiction Corner. Um, if you would like to subscribe to his uh, archive of our own account, please go follow him there.
2: Um, well, but yeah. Well, so I, 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 I've been, I said, as much as I like Donald, I'm, I'm a big Daisy fan too. I've always preferred okay, Red over Minnie. Okay, Mini. we got it, we got <laughs> okay. it. So I'm um, sorry, um, I'm passionate. But, but so,
0: so yeah. And just to wrap up here, um, we we got through a lot of big things. We we got through Della. We got through Gizmo Duck. We got through um, Launchpad here. What's uh, one thing from these episodes are you most excited to see a follow up on, uh, Michelle?
1: Della. Okay. Della. <laughs> I want more Della stuff.
0: Uh, okay, I'm um, Steve. Okay. Who uh, oh, no. know.
2: Um, pick
0: I'm... one that isn't Daisy. Oh,
2: no, no, no <laughs> that's You're that's that's how the these episodes. Um, I don't want to say Della because Michelle already said it, so I want to do something different. Okay. I guess I want. I guess I want to meet Fenton's mom and see learn more about Gizmoduck's <laughs> <laughs> like I said That's I what mean, you're be... most excited for Steve I don't know I'm just uh, I'm excited though, to see though who else is gonna learn Duck's identity it'd be a funny little gag if every main character on the show knows his identity except for Scrooge which would be a nice little role reversal from the old show
0: okay <laughs> that, that, that would actually be a good joke so uh, <laughs> I'll agree with you there but yeah Della was the thing that I that I was interested in from the first episode and I'm still interested in it even if this episode
2: like it just continued the mystery well I'm just being uh, but uh, I interest- definitely want to see more the movies. thing I'm most interested in for sure though is that Magica storyline but Magica. that's but that's not really yeah. in these episodes but <laughs> yeah no, that's true that's true yeah we, we, we need our, le- our Lena
1: oh bits. I love Lena yeah, I want to back. I w- I wanna see more Lena too a in a way,
2: I, I like to see in a way like Della and Serena, Mirror, Webby, and Lena in a weird way. Perhaps they could do something there.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, what we get in these uh, upcoming episodes. Um, uh, for the next, it seems that Disney XD is going to be consistent with the, the airing of the of this show, which is kind of impossible comparing to <laughs> other networks yeah, <laughs> we I have to know. cover here. But um, on May 18th, we'll be airing The Missing Links of Morsher, and <laughs> on May 25th, McMystery at McDuck McManor. Oh! Now, now, these two episodes have aired internationally, but we're waiting for yeah. the U.S. premiere to talk about them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're expected to get more episodes every week into June, at least, if not longer, oh. so we'll, we'll definitely be here to oh. keep covering the first season of DuckTales, oh. for sure. Wait
2: till you see the... Oh, Dylan's gonna not like the next podcast because what I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh,
0: no, no no, oh, no, no, no. This Here, is just a please, little but, hint, uh, like of what okay, I, know it, okay. I know he's Dylan, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, um, until we get t- to those episodes in about two, two weeks or so, you can uh, find out all the info on our podcast at overlyanimated.com. If you want to join us on Discord to chat about uh, DuckTales, with uh, explain what you're more, most excited for or want to give us information that we might have missed about these episodes or the past series, feel free to do so at OrallyAnimated.com slash Discord. We have a DuckTales channel as well as ch- sections for all the other shows we cover. Uh, you can always support us financially via Patreon at Patreon.com slash animated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Nicholas. And as always, uh, thanks to our executive, uh, executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Andy, and Hugh. Uh, besides DuckTales, we we just did an OKKO OK <laughs> podcast, which yeah.
1: like, included Jim
0: Cummings.
2: So. <laughs> yes, so, so we, we should we rename it we... the Jim Cummings podcast. <laughs> yes, we should.
0: Oh,
1: That's
0: boy. a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't want to risk an <laughs> impression of that one, but, but yeah, we also have a Miraculous Ladybug, we have Steven Universe podcasts. Uh, we we've got a couple of shows going on. We've just had a Prince of Egypt uh, podcast as well. If you're interested in animated movies. But, yeah, so we'll be here for, for more DuckTales soon. I, I'm, I'm definitely more hyped about this show than I was before these episodes, so I, I'm glad that we have it back. And, uh, yeah, well, whenever we get this, we'll talk to you again, but until then, adios.
2: Right. Bye. Bye-bye.